Hey, welcome to Outside Perspective with me, Adam. All right, on this episode, I have my uh, professor, or one of my professors, a great friend, mentor, Tracy Taylor. Uh, we had a great conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with him. He is just a wealth of knowledge. He is a fascinating guy, and um, we'll definitely have have him back on the show uh, 100%. Uh, but uh, we had, yeah, again, a great conversation. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, before we get to the episode, though, let's just want to maybe try this. I'll do a couple housekeeping things up front. Guys, if you enjoy the podcast, please help me out. Share it. Like it. Um, subscribe. Give me a five-star review, please. I uh, really appreciate those things. If you are an artist, a band, if you know any. Uh, if your friends are artists or bands or their friends um, and you would like to have their music featured on the podcast, please have them send that to me. Just email them to adam at imposedwill.com. That's I-M-P-O-S-E-D-W-I-L-L.com. Uh, and, uh, and then we can get your music on the outros, man. I'd love to just share uh, art and uh, I appreciate it and I love music and I would I like to uh, share that with everybody. So send that in. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get that uh, get that put on the the podcast. That's really it. Oh yeah, one other thing, and I will also put this into the show notes. Um, but if uh, I promised Tracy, one of his tr- uh, one of his sponsors is uh, GI Construction here in St. Louis. So check them out, GI Construction, uh, GI Dash Construction dot com. Again, I'll have them in the notes. Um, so you can check them out uh, for, I guess, any of your construction needs. All right, so cool. Um, again, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. It was a amazing and amazing conversation, at least from my perspective. Um, I just really enjoyed just uh, picking his brain. I think you guys will enjoy it as well, especially if you love jujitsu. We talk a lot about jujitsu and philosophy and stuff like that, so it's uh, definitely one of my uh, most favorite conversations to date. So enjoy. That is simple. Wow. It is. Tracy Taylor. Here we are. Is that, I wanted something that was uh, portable and rugged so like it won't break easily and I can take it anywhere. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And uh, good quality. And this is what I came up with, and I, it has three pieces to it. I can't believe it's that simple. There we go. So let's dive right in. I wanted to really talk about, well, we are a week removed from IBJJF World's Master Tourna- Masters Tournament. I always mess up that <laughs> that um, title. <clears throat> yeah, how do I hashtag it is my biggest struggle. Do I go World's Masters? Do I say Masters Worlds? Do I say... Masters, seniors, I was at Worlds. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Old Man Worlds. I don't know. I think to us, it's old, like to the community, it's Old Man Worlds. But to us? Um, I just call it Worlds. It's more refined Worlds. That's how I like to look at it. Yeah. I saw a um, a video that I think Major posted it the other day. It was the difference between mm-hmm. Adult Worlds and mm-hmm. Master Worlds. Yeah. I, that, and it's 100% true. And it's when by the... If you happen to be in the adult division, which, you know, begins at, you know, what, 18 to 29? I think so, yeah. 
and then it's you know went on that um, sweep at the end or the advantage versus um, the uh, the other division, the the more mature division, if you will. Yeah. The fine wine division, which was you know, hug it out, hug it out, <laughs> go hard, go hard, try to actually get the takedown, which isn't always that commonplace in jujitsu nowadays. <clears throat> And then uh, play the game when you hit the mat. No matter what happens, no matter who wins, it's help the guy up, hug it out for like three and a half minutes. Yeah. And the match is only five. And <laughs> then uh, I, think, I think you buy somebody dinner at the end. I think that's only appropriate. Yeah, a lot of respect. And, uh, well, you had a hell of a tournament. Let's uh, let's just call a spade a spade. You are the legend killer. Wow. That's not, I, don't not, know, I don't know if that's really the Yeah, let's not strong. go with Jamie, Jamie Lannister. It's too not, strong? Yeah. I like to think that's um, – might be uncomfortable so well for the folks <laughs> let's listening go with anthony smith as I, i'm calling him our teammate anthony in, in omaha trains under our black belt scott morton in the ufc i like to call him the legend killer that's what i've been going with for him yeah because he just had that huge fight with uh who did he just beat yeah he just beat um shogun shogun and before that it was uh rashad yeah yeah so i've been calling him that on on uh, ig for the old folks that's, that's instagram because i heard some people I think uh, Sarah Helm and, and uh, <coughs> Crystal Rogers. They didn't know what IG meant? They had no idea. <laughs> I, was, I was a little afraid for them. They got to catch up with the times. Yeah. So social media stuff will kill you. All right. So we don't want to go with Legend Killer, but you had a huge I'm, I'll win. go with Legend Slayer. That, Slayer. You know, I'll go with much, that. I'm joking. I'll I'm go just, with it. Either way, Caprito. Yeah, Caprito was, uh, you know, here's the thing. Um, y- you've. If it's easy to, for me, it was easy to fall in love with, with jiu-jitsu and the whole community. My, I had an uncle who was a black belt in karate, and I remember being a kid and watching him in his white gi or his black gi and watching, like, reel-to-reel tape of him spar with Bruce Lee um, when I was a kid. It was just, like, this cool thing. I mean, who didn't love kung fu theater on Saturday morning? or Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like, after church, it was great. So when I uh, ended up watching, you know, the UFC in college, and I was like, man, one day I'm going to do that what hoist did because as a as a lifetime athlete <clears throat> i just couldn't imagine what that guy was doing that had to be something i had to know i couldn't let somebody do to him do to me what he was doing to other people i had to know what that was and i always knew i wanted to do something like wrestling but more and that's those are literally the words i used and i don't i didn't know any other way any other way to describe it but like but more mm-hmm. and then i saw hoist and i knew that the one day i would do that and I knew I would probably most likely fight, but I knew my passion would be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so when I kind of uh, started and discovered, you know, at Drugo Vagi's Academy and saw the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu sign, that was it. Immediate love affair. I mean, I went out and got the magazines, everything. You all know? in. I, all in. Both feet all in. Two feet in. And I, I just ha- kind of had to know. And um, I, and those magazines, you know, Leo Zeno. Uh, Caprito, Tetier, um, Gaval, all the three T guys. Um, yeah, it was uh, it's amazing. So I, I very well vividly remember looking at Caprito in those magazines. So when I saw the brackets and it showed him as my first match, um, more than anything, it was an honor. It was just a cool thing. Like there's right. a, To me, like, and I've mentioned this before, um, don't ever let any moment be bigger than you because without you, there's no moment. So I never looked at it as, wow, I can't believe this. It was more like an opportunity. And, 
I mean, why go and compete unless you're going to compete against the get the best? And uh, you know, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. So right. I absolutely wanted, and have always wanted the best. I mean, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and that's just the nature of the beast. So such is life, right? <laughs> you know, but lay it all out there, let it falls where it fall where it falls, and um, I look forward to it. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're there for, right? I mean, you want to go, you want to be the best in the world. And to be the best, you want to compete against the best. And so your bracket, you had three world champions in your bracket. You want to talk about a stacked, stacked a, bracket. I think it was a light day for those guys. You know? <laughs> this Maybe. is like a... Yeah, that's what we do. Just So, yeah, it was it was stacked. I mean, you could probably flip a, a coin and any given day, any one of those guys are going to win. And for the guys that didn't win, they're still... Yeah. There, I mean, in my best uh, Brazilian accent, accent, there's going to be some tough guys there, you know. And I always kind of go with that theory, and it puts me at ease. Is there's going to be some tough guys there. But um, as Denzel said in Man on Fire, everybody's tough, but not everybody's trained. And I always kind of look at that as well. And even when it's MMA, you yeah. know, it kind of also puts me at ease. And what's to worry about when you know there's going to be a bunch of tough guys there? Everybody – trains is tough everybody that shows up to worlds is tough no yeah. matter which worlds it is so yeah i used to tell that people uh tell that to people fighting all the time it's like oh is this a tough guy yeah everybody's tough everybody's tough duh what, are you, what are you worried about i mean it's a given right so yeah. once you get past that i think and, and maybe i'm you know mentally effing myself i don't know but maybe but i i just i don't i don't make things too complicated yeah there's I no need to i think i'm simple in a whole lot of ways and that's probably one I mean, uh, if it's MMA, well, it's, man, that guy's going to punch me. Yeah, but I get to punch him back. Yeah. So what's the problem? Well, man, you handedly won that. I went, I, I've watched it a couple of different times. And, yeah, no, um, Rodrigo is right. You passed his guard right in the beginning. It was a clear cut. You yeah. were in side control. You held it. I don't know why you didn't get your points there. but You know, I, I, um, so he was holding on to my right arm as I passed, looking for an Americana. But my understanding of the rules is is when your legs pass and clear, yeah. the points should be awarded. So I, I don't understand why. And I kind of, you know, vaguely uh, remembered that happening and then, um, you know, had some trauma <laughs> later that day. So things kind of left for a while. And I watched that match for the very first time. Oof, today's Saturday, so maybe Saturday, right? Maybe, yep, today's Saturday. Maybe Friday morning. So it's over a week. You competed on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. I've literally just watched that. Yeah. And it's probably on my, I mean, I'm literally just catching up with social media. Did you see the post today where I said I yeah. keep discovering things? Like, mm -hmm. literally, because I, I had my phone off most of that evening because I didn't want to even venture into mm -hmm. I appreciate everybody thank you but um you know we had to deal with a cut and i uh, just wanted to enjoy the people around me to be yeah. quite honest and i didn't want to uh i wanted to kind of live in the moment of the people around me um it's no different than you know we throw ufc parties here right. we everybody the team comes over friends come over uh, more than anything in life i enjoy watching the people around me have a good time so i wanted to just kind of live in that moment of my friends my teammates and um just in ju the jujitsu community, I think, yeah. more than anything. Um, always try to be present, like even during the matches and and just enjoy myself. Um, we only get, you know, one life to live, not the soap opera. 
And uh, as little Duval and Snoop said, live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a full believer in that. And just enjoy it while you got it because you can't do it again. There's no, no, re no receipt. You can't return it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think about that because um, that, that community is amazing. And just That was my first big IBJJF um, event that I've ever been to. So for the folks listening, that's the International uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Um, it's a huge organization. They hold tournaments all over the world. And it's just kind of like the the standard for the for the world rankings, and um, all the best jujitsu players are competing on this circuit. There's a lot of other circuits as well, but or would you you tell me what would you say? Because you're deeper in the game, so is that a, is that a fair assessment of IBJJF? Uh, maybe not all the best yeah. are on, on I mean, IBJJF. I, I would say it's if you were look look at the nucleus of the sport, yeah, the, the hardcore nucleus. That's a yeah. I mean, you've got some outliers. Um, <clears throat> let's just say with Donaher's squad, yeah. quote unquote squad. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, right, and of course. You right? have a lot of Nogi guys that are, yeah. are doing ADCC. And but still, um, you know, one of the guys is venturing to Nogi Worlds coming up, and, and he's going to do phenomenal. Yeah. And, and the Nogi Worlds is an IBJJF event. Um, you know, you have to have a gov governing body, good or bad. Yeah. And everything, good or bad. And it is what it is. There's, there's always going to be positive things. There's going to be some things that, individually people feel are corrupt that's just the nature of any government yeah that's but, a good way to put it right right <laughs> but but even with that if you want the success or um the notoriety or the i don't know the the clicks or the eyes that come with it at some point you're going to have to venture over to the ibjjf or whatever the largest body is period yeah do you want to go to canada or do you want to go to the nfl True. Bottom. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's just kind of where the show is right now. I, I think it. Um, I'm interested to see where the sport progresses in the next 10 years. Um, I personally believe that submission submission only is like where the world is headed. I don't think it'll happen. You don't think so? I, I thought about, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and I really gave a lot of thought to it. And I, although I think, so we, <clears throat> my master is Rodrigo Vaghi black belt of uh hickson gracie and one you know hedrigo was amazing uh hickson obviously the michael jordan jiu-jitsu and hedrigo was the only kid allowed in uh hickson's classes so he grew up under him um <clears throat> other than hickson uh you've got you know carlson gracie you know when you look at the family and styles of jiu-jitsu and we definitely have a very uh aggressive submission laden style of jiu-jitsu period um that so that's my roots i agree with that uh position before submission try to get the submission uh finish your opponent but i don't think that the submission only format is going to be the end all be all yeah. and i think some of that goes right back to the ibjjf and the largest governing body Oh, you think they're just so big that maybe I think they can I honestly do. And that doesn't mean I don't growing. like or prefer one over the other. That just is my assessment of, you know, yeah, how big it is and, you know, big brother. Yeah. And and, and let's be clear. Uh, let's take some negative connotations off because there's plenty of negative connotations that go with any right. anything or any sport. They did just hand out a whole bunch of rings this weekend. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if I have to pay a little bit more for an entry of a tournament or pay a membership um, yearly or all those things that gouge us a little bit, yeah. that 
that we kind of curse about a little bit every time we do it. But I can be in an event and I can see them handing out rings to the the greats of our sport, to the icons. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah, and it, it does kind of give you something to aspire to. Even if I don't ever get one, and may may not, whatever. Forget, uh, aspire is great. I've, you know me, shoot for the stars, you fall right. for the moon. But if I can be part of something and they're treating their own like that, man, right. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not talking about these million-dollar contracts. We're taking care of each other. Yeah, that is true. That was pretty cool. They presented them with the rings, and they just did the whole big ceremony. And, like, these are the same guys who are just walking around. That are willing to sit there and take a picture with you, sign autographs, talk to you. you, We talked about this, too. You You can't go to the LeBron camp and expect much more than the picture that every kid's going to get or the, uh, you know, that two seconds of uh, glory you may get if you're lucky. You're going to get the picture, and it's going to move on. Yeah. But you go to, you, I mean, I, I'm, I, every since I started training, it was like having a one lottery, lottery ticket. And I've got to give, like, Grappler's Quest and Brian Simmons a huge shout-out because he did so much for me in the community, or, and Ed Clay with Gameness two of my first sponsors and, and they packed me around the country to see a lot of this and and, and even to um, the Arnolds and Helson Gracie, you know. And so I, I learned very early in my jujitsu career that man you you're you're not just rubbing elbows with these people because that implies you're less less than them in some ways. Yeah. You were there was a brotherhood that was built and yeah. they treated you like an equal because you were part of the sport. Yeah. Um so I feel extremely blessed and lucky to be to, to be surrounded by that love and camaraderie. Yeah. Um, anytime you've got like, <clears throat> you know, Grabless Quest would have these ten thousand dollar money brackets, and you know you've got Salo and Shanji and you know Jeff Glover, Tyrone Glover, um, all these guys that are in it. Kind of, and I feel horrible that you know Bill Cooper and. Um, I feel horrible that I'm leaving people out. Gazi Parma. I mean, there's, there's all so these. Many. There's so many. I mean, in, in, in the dirty dozen of jiu-jitsu, male and female, and the female always get overlooked. The female dirty dozen is just as impressive, and yeah. I don't think I knew then as much about them. They were just, like, you know, Felicia They were just there. Yeah. And and you forget that, man, this, this sport is rich in people, and, and uh Unless you maybe know who these people are, they might walk right by you. I mean, we went, we went out and had sushi with Hickson a couple of years ago when he was here. You know, That's and, cool. And how many people at the sushi restaurant knew that that was Hickson or, or Audrey Gaval or, you know, having a steak with, uh, with um, God, who were we with? I can't even remember now. But, we're, you know, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Um <clears throat> How many people in that restaurant not even paying attention? Yeah. And don't or forget paying attention. Don't know. Yeah. But if you're in the right place at the right time, it's kind of going to be like uh, coming to America, Zumunda and the <laughs> Prince. You know, people are running out trying to take pictures, and I mean that's royalty in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo Hibero is who I was thinking about, but I mean they they live live these charmed lives in a lot of way that within their communities. But yeah. outside this community, you're talking about regular people. That was me all weekend. That was me it, the it whole was, time. It was, but it was fun. It was great for me. <laughs> I didn't know who anybody was. You're just pointing out everybody. I'm like, oh my god, like that's really like, oh my, yeah, legend. That, that was the word legend. Of, of the week. Legend. But, legend. But let me, for me, it was fun for me to relive uh, that through your eyes. And honestly speaking, I've talked about this since. There's a difference between, let's say, a fanboy. 
who's just getting pictures to get pictures to say they did it. And between someone who's truly interested and wants to be immersed in the sport because they love it and just didn't know. Yeah. And you just didn't know. And there's no shame in not knowing. Yeah. So it was, I got to relive it all through you. And so it was, it was a, it was a blast because again, I'm all in and I know you're all in and you want to be all in. So to see that and then be able to point people out that I may know uh, personally or loosely have relationships with, or just know who they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like growing, it's like, Every day is like being a kid, so I don't want to say like being a kid again. But yeah, you know, it was fun and man. Yeah, you know, so I enjoyed it as much as you did. Trust me, it, it was maybe I might have been selfish. It might have been more for me than for you. I don't man, know. it was so cool just to be like we're just sitting in the stands, like you know that's sitting behind us, and like we just pass somebody, like you know that just walked by, and like just the few people that I did know. Um, I just felt super honored because like I felt like I had the perfect guide in you because. Like you said, you've been around the sport for a while, and and none of these guys like they they look at you as an equal. So it's just like I mean, we had Machito walk by, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing?" <laughs> right. It's right. super casual. I'm just like, ah, I should have got a picture with him. I thought I'd see him later on in the week. No, I didn't. Got to right. seize every opportunity, man. Uh, one, you get live your best life. Yeah, absolutely. So it's can just we get like, that music playing intro outro? Can I, you know, live your best life? Hey, live my best. Life? Um, I put that on the outro track. How about I mean Tom the Blast? How cool was he? Super nice guy. Right. He well, actually even shared one of my pictures. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yes. Right. How great is that? Or or let's go back to Comprito for a second. I, <clears throat> you know, we were leaving the event for the weekend, mm-hmm. and um, the match is what it is. Yeah. But no matter what that match is his legacy is bigger than that match. Yeah. Period. At the end of the day, it's just a match. At the end of the day, it's just a match. It's, it's, it's a small blip in, in what his legacy is. Um, there's the competitor side of me and there's the, um, human side of me too. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and I want, you know, I wanted to see one of those rings. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you look at somebody nice. like Bouchessa, who's got like five rings on his hand. And yeah. You can go online and you can look at those. Uh, I was either on IBJJF or on Flow Grappling, one of those. They've got pictures of all the athletes, probably IBJJF. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caprito's got a picture. Bouchessa's, I mean, there's so many people. But I wanted to see a ring. Mm-hmm. But how do you go up to somebody and be like, yo, let me get that. Let me get your fits, you know what yeah. I mean? And I wanted to hold a ring, but I wasn't about to be like, oh, you just want to feel the, yeah. the weight of it. Let me slide this off your finger, right. buddy. Right, let me see that, homie. Yeah, let me see, let me see. So I, uh, you were there, I think, mm-hmm. when I asked. Yeah, him, we were walking yeah, out. Yeah, Caprito. And I wanted to, I figured, why not ask this dude, to at least to have some sort of relationship with him, but I didn't want to be, quote unquote, that guy. Yeah. Because he was with people and like, I'm rubbing it in his face or being an ass. So, I mean, I really just, like, I called him Professor. Yeah. Wanted to be respectful as possible. Told him congratulations and just asked if I could see his ring because he's a legend and he's a guy I looked up to. Yeah. Since he looked as in past tense still. And uh, just wanted to see it. And he was, um, as he was the entire weekend, he was very classy. And, and I said absolutely and showed him to me. I mean, man, that's, again, if I got to pay a little extra. Yeah, that was a cool moment. It was a great moment, man. Yeah. It was cool for me as a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to the sport. I mean, the 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 um the medals are great. It'd be nice, you know, the If you get one, that's great. The title is great. Like those those things are all cool, but there's just so many other things. I just keep telling everybody like I just say like everybody asks how the tournament went. I'm like, "Well, it didn't go my way, but it was a great experience." Like that, the experience those are was phenomenal. That help you grow. And I'll go back to when there wasn't a lot of local tournaments, um, you know, locally here in St. Louis, uh, or even really in the Midwest. And, and 
I, sometimes I get looked at like I'm an OG and I think about the guys on our team that were there before me. And uh, I'm not even close, I feel like, being an OG. Maybe I'm third generation, but I got to see a lot. So if I saw a lot, I can't imagine what, you know, Rodrigo seen being in Brazil at the original academy teaching yeah. insanity. Or, you know, Ty Fox, Mike Rogers, Brian Guidry, Hal Goodman, you know, um, any of those guys. It's, yeah. it's insane to me the growth they've seen, the change they've seen in jiu-jitsu or even just locally. And uh, I think <clears throat> Missouri State Championship uh, was maybe, you know, the first consistent tournaments we had here. Other than that, we had to travel to, you know, Columbus, yeah. Ohio for the Arnolds, which was Helson's Gracie Tournament mixed with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Bodybuilding Classic Yep. at the same time. But they also had, um, you know, like a, a gymnastics uh, USA Championship and – a bunch of other martial arts things going on at the same time, and, right. and the convention center was huge. Mm -hmm. Every fitness vendor and model you can imagine in the world all there at the same time, and it was an amazing place to be. And people traveled across the country for that, so I thought that was just normal. Oh, but yeah. my experience was that we traveled as a team, and we traveled deep together, and those were some of the best times of my jiu-jitsu career. So I tell everybody, yeah, local tournaments are great, but until you travel – with your team. That's where it's really at. That's where it's at. That's it's, where you learn about yourself. And yeah, sport. it's easy to be a big fish in a little pond when you yeah. just only compete locally. It, it, completely easy. And it, I, You know, to be honest, it had to be, man, when I got my, my purple, um, let me think. I had just gone out to, I'd done Worlds as a blue belt and got third. Lungs gave out of me, cracked a rib, impinged my lung in a fight, and competed in the world as a blue belt. Wasn't in the best shape, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. About a month later, maybe I went out to uh, California and did the U.S. Open out in Santa Cruz by myself. Got third in that. And then there was a local, again, I think, Missouri State Championship tournament here, and won that. And I got my purple and as Rodrigo, our instructor, said, um, you know, you did all that stuff, and then you came back to represent your team in a local tournament and risked it all, so to speak. But I didn't even look at it like risking all. It's competing. It's what you do, right? Yeah. And he promoted me for that, for my purple, for that, for quote-unquote risking it all. But, I mean, what comes before your team, if that's the case? And yeah. The people who made you what you are or your master, your jiu-jitsu father, so to speak, who without yeah. them, you'd have nothing. And that's how I looked at it. So it was, you know, like a blip on the map. Like, of course I'm going to do it. This is for your honor. It's for right. jiu-jitsu. So there's something to be said for traveling. Take every opportunity you can, but don't become a snob either. Right. You know, that's one of the biggest lessons. Well, this sport will humble you. Easily. Quick. Always. Even Real in wins, quick. it humbles you. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've only watched the video once, but... um which I didn't even really want to watch it then. But uh, I don't like watching myself. Yeah, I don't either. I'd rather watch the losses. Um, obviously, you learn more from those, but, uh, you know, uh, just, yeah, you know. No, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I take that back. Sometimes I like to, I mean, because I, I'll get obsessive about it. That's the reason. That's that's exactly the reason. Yeah, it's like, because I like to watch it so much, I just won't watch <laughs> Because I'll just keep watching over and over and over. I'm just like, 
oh, man, I should have did that different. Like, I, I, I quit watching my matches because, like, I get mad at myself. I'm like, why weren't you more aggressive there? Why didn't you do this there? Like, you just but they're good learning lessons. Well, they are. I mean, I know what I did wrong. The, the, the things, even when you went, I know the things I did wrong, what I couldn't bet, could have done better. Yeah. And um, I'll never reach perfection, ever. Yeah. But I am a perfectionist. And I think within the pursuit of that, you know, I, obviously I'm going to fall short, but it'll get me to the best version of myself. So that's really probably the reason I don't like watching. Yeah. Because I, I do a lot of visualization. So I don't need to watch a lot of video of myself mm -hmm. to know what I did wrong because it's there. It's captured. Yeah, it's just burned in your I've mind. already played, played it out a thousand times before I did the match. Yeah. And felt it. So I'm, I'm, I have conversations with my match with myself during the match so I know where it's going, what I'm doing, right, wrong. Not that we don't all need a lifeline, you do. And then, you know, I always do a post-mortem mentally mm -hmm. after the fact as well. So mental game's huge. Yeah, sport. that's a big part of it. Yeah. Visualization sport. is huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have these mirror neurons. So even just like immersing yourself in just like watching technique, it's as if you are doing the technique. The minute muscle reactions. Yeah. No different than, you know, you're watching the UFC or a football game and you start, you know, nudging your body one way to the left or right to kind of tip the weight of the person you're watching yeah well when you're learning something you start doing that and when you you know my i go back to football and watching film for games and <clears throat> you know you watch that stuff so you can learn and then you have those you know your you know your, your receptors in your brain and you see it over and over and over and over so then when you see it then live as it's happening, you react quicker. Yep. Or you're also training your mind, you know, the minute muscle reactions because you start to have that, that fast twitch muscle gets involved with it and you automatically react factor, faster because you've involved your vein, your brain and those, the muscles to get there. Yeah, so yeah you start creating those, like those grooves and, or yeah, those, those pathways. pathways. Yeah, yeah, that's the word Jinx, we're looking for. Scotch. <laughs> yeah. And the, I learned that in, um, in grad school. Um, but I, I remember being a kid and really being interested in sports psychology for what unknown reason. I didn't know it was even a thing. Mm -hmm. To a neighbor brought me a book one day and said, seems like something you might be interested in from the conversations we had and handed me a book on sports psychology. And then that was it. For yeah. Me. I think sport is a good analogy for just life in general. I think just, just the mental aspect of life is just so huge. And a lot of people develop that through sport. But, I mean, it just carries you all the way through life. I think that jiu-jitsu specifically more than any other sport you know other than let's say like wrestling um football has always been my favorite sport um but wrestling is is god you know you, you learn the most lessons about life and yourself in wrestling wrestling changed my entire life has to i feel like you know there's certain things that you can kind of pinpoint in your life it's like that decision altered the entire course of my life i don't know how many decisions that you know ends up being throughout one's life or how many you recognize but in hindsight that one decision altered the entire course of my entire life you know why don't you why is that it's the t-shirt the you know i didn't go to wrestling tournaments for years until you know my kids started wrestling this year or a couple of years ago and the, it's the same t-shirts being made and the same heat press machine as when i was a kid <laughs> and there's that one it's the dan gable quote you know once you've wrestled everything in life becomes easy yeah so that's true. why yeah that's the, absolutely the reason why that's true and, you know, jiu-jitsu is obviously grappling art, grappling art, and it's the kissing cousin of, of wrestling. Oh, yeah. So I think in a lot of ways it's expanded its, itself and its universe even more so than wrestling has in the world, and for me specifically. So I'm a firm believer that 
jujitsu holds all the answers to the life in itself. You can learn every lesson in life you need to know. Well, you know, jujitsu and like, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. You know, it's all right there. Everything, everything, is everything right. you need to know is like right there. <laughs> Maybe one more than the other, but they're all literally right there. Yeah. You can pick it out. And so far it, it it's it's held true. And when you know, being a parent and seeing my kids make mistakes or me make a mistake as a parent or you know, even at work in the office or just even being a professor with your students or being a friend. Yeah. And of course I'm speaking about jujitsu, not the Kardashians. <laughs> but you know. Chris Jenner, she's a pimp, so whatever. Hey, listen. She's run the game, you know. Fucking Chris Jenner. <laughs> she's the fucking, she's the, she's Let's the. Let's just stop with fucking. She's like. She's gri- the fucking. Just, Brazil know. the Bron- Blanco-ish. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Man. She's an OG. For sure. You learn, I mean, I, I try to refer to those little lessons, like, uh, in, in class when I teach, like, uh, even science, like. You know, uh, if you're inside somebody's guard and the height at which you sit, you know, and refer to that as, <clears throat> you know, a building in a in a in a tornado, yeah. a tall building versus a short, squatty building, which one sways more? Right. Where should your base be? Make those connections for people. Even more important with kids, but sometimes I forget that it's not necessarily a common sense thing, um, and sometimes I make the mistake of thinking, well, it's just a common sense factor, but I have to remember. You're just connecting dots for people. Yeah. And if you can find a way to connect a dot better for somebody, the easier it is and the more they will remember things. So you come up with snappy sayings or just those yeah. little things to remember. And it's not ever that somebody's slow or that they're stupid or um, it's 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 their first time. Yeah. Um, you know, taking that route. Yeah. You can't know everything. You can't. Pure. Why would you? This is yeah. a whole. This is a. It's a subculture, mm-hmm. and not only is it a subculture. This is this is uh, you mean you you you're Magellan. Mm-hmm. This is your first time on the seas. Yeah, you want and to talk about it, so yeah. I, and I'll be so here. Take this, Adam. You are one one of the most unique and brightest people I know, and I still have to go. Why does Adam not know that? <laughs> there's so much I don't know. But the bike, there's so much I don't know. There's so much, and sometimes I just assume you know. But we spend a lot of time together on the mats. Yeah. And sometimes I go, well, Adam, why don't you know that? And I go, well, I didn't know that. And why should I know that? Not that I'm any better than you because I have to go right back to where I was at your belt rank at that time. Yeah. And, you know, well, I didn't know. And, and that's not to say, again, I knew more than you at that time. But it's always a great reminder because I, I still, hey, I have the luxury of picking up the phone and calling a guy. Yeah. Who calls a guy. And if I don't know, I call my professor. And if my professor doesn't know. It's pretty cool that I can ask my professor, and he says, I'll call jujitsu about itself. I'm going to call Hickson and yeah. ask Hickson a, a question about himself. He's the embodiment of jujitsu, yeah. and we're going to get an answer. And he'll take that call. That's what's so He'll amazing. take that call, and yeah. that's, that's what's sweet about it. So you're going to call jujitsu and ask jujitsu a question about itself, and jujitsu is going to answer that question? I'll take that. Mind blown. Several times over. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's, it's, you forget almost how humbling it can be, and again – I don't know. I'm far from knowing everything. I mean, you look at the stripes on a on a on a black belt, and again, I mean, it, it tells you everything. It tells you nothing. Yeah. You know, you earn stripes as a black belt by your time in sport. You know, not by accomplishments necessarily, necessarily, but how long you've been around the sport at that point. And that's a crazy thing because it's true. You know, a white belt's a black belt. A black belt's a white belt that never quit. 
but the amount that you learn just from showing up, you hang out in the barbershop long enough, you're bound to get a haircut. Yeah. What you learn just being around the sport mm-hmm. is huge, huge. Just being a gym rat, so to speak. Yeah. You got to pick up a thing or two and depends on the gym too, the legitimacy of the gym. You know, every, everybody can get a black belt nowadays, but who'd you get it from? Yeah. But just, is huge. it's just being around it can mean so much and you can learn so much and that's probably the best part of it you know just regardless of anything else you can pick up so much by being present and even then there are things it sounds so uh, it sounds ignorant to me to be honest because we're talking rank but there's things like i'm not better than you in any stretch of the imagination but there's things you know that i don't know because some things come down to exposure yeah timing right place right time Mm -hmm. so there's moves you're going to go teach me yeah. I've never seen it. And just being a person, you know, we kind of put our own creativity into it. Sure. Um, that's definitely one thing that I've always had to work through is just um, I'm definitely guilty of just assuming everybody knows what I know. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case because not everybody has the same interest as me, has spent the same time doing the things that I've done, have the same, you know, experiences. And all those things come into play in jiu-jitsu for sure. Um, no, I think I'm so good. This okay. tastes really good. Not, not even just – I think interest is a huge thing because maybe sometimes uh, garbage in, garbage out. Maybe, and I forget what the theory is. Rogan talks about it all the time. Your mind can only hold so many things, so many names, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, Dunbar's number, Dunbar's 100, number 150 right. people. Right. So, you know, and, I'm, and we have that capacity, I'm sure, when it comes to techniques. And I always refer to that. Um, but maybe there's something, again, that fits your body style more or um, that just speaks to you more as a whole. And maybe yeah. it doesn't to me, so I, I I kicked it out, didn't have time for it, scoffed at it, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't ready for it. But it comes back around a couple of years later, and I'm going, man, that thing is that's awesome, that's amazing. You big dummy, you learned that as a white belt. Yeah. But I just wasn't ready for it, or I didn't have a place for it yet. And now I have a uh, a baseline for it, or the background for it, and a place to add it in now because I've developed movements around it that might truly work. And that's what's that's what's incredible. So many things incredible about the sport. So many. I think for myself, I um, so kind of up until the point where I started helping with kids' class, helping with kids' class has just been the game changer for me because I feel like a lot of my jiu-jitsu game was kind of like almost like subconscious. Like mm-hmm. I knew what I knew and I would think about things whenever I was rolling, but I never had a full like deep understanding of those techniques. It wasn't each step along the way. Like I couldn't explain it to you. I couldn't break it down. I was just I just knew how to move my body in this particular way. Right. Yeah, and it just it just worked out. So like helping with kids class and like actually having to break things down and actually have an understanding so we can explain it. I realized how much I didn't know. Like holy, like I don't know a lot of stuff. Like I know how to do these things, but I don't really understand them. Like the why. Exactly, like the why or even even the complete how. Like every step. You know what I mean? Because what's that quote by Einstein? Like, you don't understand something. It might not have been Einstein. I might be making that up. Either way. Einstein did it. You don't understand something completely unless you can explain it to a five-year-old. So it's like I didn't understand a lot. Even smash passes, um, knee slices, just different things. Just each step. Like, there's just so many times I'm like, hey, Tracy, how do we do this? Like, how do you want this taught? That's that's how I would frame it. Hey, how do you want this taught? (laughs) <laughs> no, but that's so important. At the same time, there, there's a huge comfort in. Uh, I hate say I hate to say building a staff, um, but there's a huge comfort though, <clears throat> in not being present 
when you know that the people are going to teach something the way you want or more specifically teaching it correctly. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to be there. I mean, that's the case with any business though, right? If you don't have a great staff and you have to be there a moment, then you're not a good boss, so to speak. Right. You have to train people. Right. And, to, I, to get to there. and I'm by no means a boss, uh, but you're a leader. Um, eh, you know, you just, you have, if it won't matter unless you have good people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but if you have people willing to learn and willing to teach, um, then none of it really makes a difference. But I, I have, man, it, it's an amazing feel. I hate, I hate the word awesome. I hate it. Yeah. I, I'm not a, uh, we misuse it. <laughs> it does, but I'm going to use it again for it's, probably like the fourth time. It's awesome. Literally, Charlie Brown. I'm going to use the word literally. 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 I'm going <laughs> to use the word again. Literally. Uh, it's an awesome feeling when you have people around you, you know, that are committed to learning and doing things the correct way. Um, and I, again, I'm not going to take credit for it as I learned from my master who learned from his master. Uh, I'll take credit for nothing. Uh, the way I learned them and then we'll stay true to that and then reteach that to the future. You're more important. The other coaches are more important. Our students are more important, all more important than me. Because collectively, you all have much more time in the sport left than I do. Period. And what you all carry forward is so much bigger than me. Period, and that's that's what truly matters, and that's that's what's amazing about what we do. Yeah, that's what's so amazing about what we do. But when you can take that and you can teach that, and you can treat, you can teach this foundation of moves that uh, you you take a, a let's just say an eight year old or nine year old kid um, who can take that and build on that one thing, and that kid could forever change the sport because the way they perform a movement becomes a variation of something based on their size, the weight, their understanding, their personality. Those very unique individual things changes the sport forever. And that's what separates us from Taekwondo or for Brazilian Taekwondo, um, karate, and the other, um, you know, martial arts. Karate. Karate. Empty hand. That's, that's what separate, separates us from those arts. Because those things, katas are beautiful things. They teach you these basic movements. We have our own katas, arm bars, triangles. You go through those movements every single day, blah, 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 blah. But we change those things every day when you spar. Those things get recreated based mm-hmm. on the algorithm, the if this, then do that. Yep. You know, And I think that's there's algorithms in every martial art, in every sport, in every day life, in every business transaction, in every, everything. This is life. Such a uh, yeah, and again, oh man, we're right back to jujitsu mimics life. There we are. We're done. We're done. Podcast over. Podcast. So we can end on that note. <laughs> so okay, this is not probably the cleanest segue, but I do want to jump back to worlds because <laughs> so you won that first match against uh, Caprito. Caprito, yeah. Um, two nothing. So again, uh, very gracious person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to understate that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and who stopped and and. Before we went, okay, so <laughs> I got to tell you, so I felt like the fix was in. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, that's where I'm getting to. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm getting to. So ask your question. I mean, mean not. Okay. Oh, no, you're good. So you won this first match, right? Um, they didn't necessarily give you points like they were supposed to. There were quite a few refs kind of lingering. Like we had three refs for your match. But Nobody else had three refs. Yeah, a lot, for, a lot, of, I remember. A lot of uncommon protocol going yeah. on. Walking out. To, so first of all, let me go back. He, he entered, I showed up. It said you're supposed to show up an hour early. Um, to the bullpen. If, for those that don't know about the IBJJF, they have a protocol you should follow. Um, 
your 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 gi, uh, your martial arts robe, if you will, has to meet certain specifications. They measure it. Uh, you have to weigh in with it on. They do all these things. I brought two, as I advised you to as well. Which, thank goodness, I did. I brought. Did you have to change? I had to use the other one because my, my patch wouldn't have passed. So, yeah, I've ripped them off before. I didn't want to rip it off. Yeah. Um, I brought two belts even. Yeah, my belt worked out. Thank, two belts. Thank goodness. Two geese. I tied it a particular way. <laughs> I, I did not. I was not going to give them the opportunity to steal this away from me. Because you had issues in the past. I have. But also, but I, I, in my head, um, in my head, I knew how this was all going to play out. And that, that sounds, for some people, that could sound arrogant. But to those people and to anybody else that, doesn't, that don't think that sounds arrogant, I'll tell you this. The best thing that can happen to you in life, or for the people that didn't have this, the worst thing, and I apologize if it didn't, and I'll tell you now, you can accomplish anything in life. Is my mom told me I could be anything I wanted to be. And I could accomplish anything I wanted to if I worked hard enough. And everybody should hear that from their parents. And they everybody. have to mean it. And they have to mean it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just my mom. My dad followed up with that, too. But they meant it. So I try to say that in classes when I teach. But it makes a huge difference when a parent looks at you and says, you can do anything you want to in life if you work hard enough. And they mean it. So you can't tell me any different than that. So, you know, John Jones, it is what it is. The guy did what he did. But I go back to thinking about his 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 music when he enters the ring. Mm -hmm. Fifty Cent, God gave me style, God gave me grace. God put a smile on my face. You know, mm -hmm. it ain't my fault. And I, I think it like that song says it all right there. Like, um, you can call me black, you can call me ugly, but you can't tell me God don't love me, because like that gives you a sense of purpose. And my mother told me I could be anything. Yeah. And who's gonna tell me any different if I worked for it? So in my head, I knew how this whole thing was gonna play out. No other way than I just knew it. Yeah. I just knew it. Um, I had a game plan. I knew it. And so I showed up early. I brought my two geese. I brought my two belts. I was removing the outside noise to ensure that I did everything I was supposed to do to make sure that nobody could take something. It would limit the opportunity for somebody to take something away from right. me. Um, <clears throat> Caprito stopped and talked to me before we headed out, which he was being gracious. He didn't have to do that. Uh, again, probably back to the, the you know adult worlds versus masters worlds. I don't know. Um, there's no reason to hate each other. We're just gonna go out and do some just things. Just competing, just having right, fun. Right, just, just gonna break my arm, and that's it. And it's all jujitsu. Put it's me all to sleep. Love. It's all fun. And then uh, as we headed out to the mat, uh, I feel like every referee within two miles walked off the mat and headed over and their suit and ties and shook his hand and spoke in Portuguese to tell him good luck and we're gonna ensure that you win this match. We tried. Yeah, as we stood there waiting to enter the mat, every photographer this side of the Pecos stood next to me and continued to take his picture and not worry about where I was standing in that. The other guy. <laughs> the other, yeah, the, as I said, the other guy. They they were just like, excuse me, sir, can you move over? But yeah. I felt like I also had a secret that they didn't know. Um, and uh, it just kind of worked out the way it did. We, oh, we walked on the mat, and I see uh, two additional referees, so three refs total versus the one you typically have in the first or second rounds or you know, outside the semifinals. So I wasn't sure why we had that. Maybe there's some unspoken rule I don't know about about world champions. Maybe. Uh, there might be. And if anybody can chime in on that, I'll, I'll gladly take that. Um, I'd like to know that, um, which is fine. Um, just more people to bear witness, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So it's weird all three of them missed that pass. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that happened. 
that happened. Um, you know, I have a I had a, a I didn't have a very very vivid memory of that because of what happened second round. Mm-hmm. But I thought and and no other way to explain it. But I thought I passed his guard, and I couldn't remember exactly what happened. But I thought I passed his guard. Um, but yeah. looking well, back you at did. the video, yeah, I was like, yeah, yep, I did that. <laughs> Definitely passed his guard. So it should have been what five nothing. Yeah, should have been five. Nothing. Ended up. After all said and done, it ended up being two nothing. You know, obviously without negative points and advantages and the, yeah. the, the new Singapore math. Yeah. Uh, two nothing. We'll make we'll simplify it. But um So got that win, going to the second round. Second round was man, you guys were you guys were battling for that takedown right there on the edge. That's he, fun though. He went for that throw. Yeah. It, he he whipped it too. He did so, you know, he, he attempted the throw earlier and uh so I did the I did the I always have a conversation with myself in a mat. So I knew that I needed to. I knew a double leg was going to be my answer or a Russian. And at one point, I kind of tried to control uh, the kind of the armpit, the seam of his gi, and get to kind of a Russian mm-hmm. that can, usually kind of nullifies kind of the judo aspect of uh, the stand-up game of Russian or or double leg. So I was again having the conversation in my head. Uh, I think we walked off the mat when I had kind of the seam. And then when we came back, I kept thinking, get underneath the guy to get kind of to the Russian. And then uh, that's when I think I went airborne the first time and kind of uh, kicked out to the side. And then we restarted, no big deal. And then the mm-hmm. second time, kind of collided heads. Right, yeah. Big headbutt there. Had a huge gash in your head. Yeah. Inadvertent headbutt. But yeah. Yeah, had a... Just kind of how it worked out. About an inch gash that uh, left me bleeding like a stuffed pig. Yeah, because you almost essentially, like, went with the throw... And like kind of cartwheeled over, mm-hmm. and you were facing him when you landed. Right. Like you immediately were facing him, so it's not like he got the throw, but just in that motion, you guys collided heads, and then you were you were obviously immediately just kind of dazed from that, and kind of just off. Just, it definitely just took you off center there for a second, and then you're bleeding everywhere. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's where things got a little blurry. I yeah. remember, you know, uh, kind of walking away through. You know, in my eyes, it was kind of this filtered viewing lens. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing the referee. So what gets funny is to look. I've watched the video, part of the video once since then. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is 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 to try to kind of streamline or put in lockstep step my thoughts of how it happened, which were pretty accurate looking back at it, and then seeing the video and yeah. seeing it actually you know play out. He, I think he kind of walked over, stumbled to the side as well, and the referee walked over to him. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, why isn't this guy running after me? Because I'd be running after me right now because I'm walking away. I didn't know why I was walking away. I just knew I was walking away. Yeah. I had no idea where my body was taking me to the side. And then I remember seeing the referee kind of point over my direction. When I look at the video, I, you can clearly see his uh, his side, his corner, like pointing at me vigorously like yeah. And I guess that's when they saw the blood kind of start falling out of my head. In my head, what happened was I'm just over there, and I don't know why and why he's going the other direction. But when I see him kind of go to his knees, I'm like, okay, I can relax now. Yeah. Which was my body going, dude, sit down. Yeah, because <laughs> you dropped there for a second. Yeah, cause I, so I kind of dropped. And then uh, I remember seeing everybody on our side kind of looking at me, and I'm like, why are they looking at me? And then I, I, I went to, man, my head hurts. And as I kind of held my head like, man, this really hurts, I kind of went to wipe the sweat away that wasn't sweat. 
and then I, I looked and saw all the red on my palm. And then as I looked down at it, I, I saw blood on my gi. And I was like, why is that there? And then that's when I saw, like, the blood begin to kind of pool in the mat. Yeah. And then it was, uh, I kind of quickly, like, oh, okay. This yeah. is what's happening. I'm quick at math. I am. <laughs> I'm good. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm a bright, intelligent guy. I figured yeah. it out real quick then. So you ruined your gi. Yeah. We've, I, I started scrubbing <laughs> that thing when I got home. That was my first thought. Was, Man, this show you rules ruined. Oh, such this a baby blue gi. joint is ruined. So and I beautiful. Kept, I started thinking about, like, this guy Pete at HQ at the headquarters school who's like, Man, I love that gi. And I felt a little bad for Pete. I thought we were going to have to have a funeral and play taps. Yeah, you could have just gave it to him if you yeah. were going to ruin <laughs> it. I can't use this anymore, Pete. You can have it. Um, I love that gi. And uh, that was my first concern, <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> Priorities, <laughs> like, folks. Yeah, they're like, we're going to have to patch this up. I'm like, yeah, but what about this gi? <laughs> can Come you on, that's a show your role, baby can, blue. Can you you sp- can't even get this anymore. I'm trying to get a sponsorship. Can you can you spray this thing with that peroxide you're putting in my head? Come on, show your role. If you're listening, we're looking right. for sponsorships. Or kings, come through, you know. Either <laughs> one. Either one, I love you both. Um, and, and for the record, I do sp- every show your role I get, I customize my patches. You have the nicest patches. Uh, yeah, it, that's, it became a hobby. Well, you take pride in it. Take pride in customizing those show you rolls. It's fun. Those are nice. For no damn reason, but it's fun. And yeah. Why not? Um, so, yeah, um, I bled, and then they, they started patching me up. And, um, yeah, I, I remember them asking me some questions, like, where are you at? And uh, what belt are you? And I remember kind of struggling with everything else. But as I was perusing the audience for answers, like, mm-hmm. you know, looking for signs of you know what city you're in or state or things like that and then when the guy's like so what belt are you i looked at him like are you crazy and i spent you know how many years i spent trying to i'll get never this? forget that yeah, come on now that's a silly question right don't be insulting me and shit i think i said that to him <laughs> I, said, I, I actually said are you trying to insult me at this point like i knew i was a black belt because i work hard now. for that shit but everything else was a little sketch except for that yeah um, that thing i knew um a Drugovaki black belt. I took pride in that shit. Yeah. Um, then we, we restarted, and I know this is crazy and people are going to be shocked, but I bled again. Right. Because there was nothing over my head, over the over the, the inch gash. And uh, I think we stopped again, and then they wrapped me up like uh, I had a toothache, and then like I had a headband. Yeah, I saw that. Like a mummy. And, um, but you, yeah. You gutted it out, though, man. The whole you know? Uh, I wish I could make it more dramatic than it was um, and, and make it into something special. But um, at the end of the day, I'm not really that bright. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it was a jiu-jitsu fight, and uh, it's a fight. So what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. No, these things happen. So the point, w- what I want to get to is, so that guy that you competed against, mm-hmm. you had that hard battle with. Yeah. I, I Unfortunately, I missed those. I missed your, your matches. I was supposed to be there for those. I ended up getting uh, delayed in Phoenix. By the time I did get there, you were finished, but your guy was competing. I think he was competing in the semis. He had, uh, he had a – Right. Har- lost him. I lost a match. You lost, uh, you the, lost the match. Finished the match. that guy. Yep. He went on to the finals against Big James Foster, uh, world champion as, world, uh, as well. Uh, big guy, good guy, uh, you know, sponsored by <laughs> Show Your Roll. Right. Love you. Sure you will. Right. Um, so very reputable jiu-jitsu fighter. So uh, great finals. Both of them. Sh- man, that bracket was full of, man. Lots of killers. Lots of killers. Yeah. Can I use the bathroom? 
Yeah. Can I do that? Can we? What do we do? Do we pause? You just go. You just go do it. So normally I'll just pause it, but um, but you get stuff to talk. But about. then I have to like have a whole nother like not to start over again. I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> yeah, keep talking. So you just I'll go be back. Talk I'll, about. Um, <clears throat> Was Hanata Hanato uh, Liranja? Was he there? Talk about him. I don't, know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. We'll we'll just keep it talking. I got to get better at this. So, yeah, folks. So while uh, while Tracy's away, yeah, we uh, so he's being very modest. Um, we're not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you guys. I'm not gonna let him fool you guys. Um, he is a he's a black belt under like you said under Rodrigo Vaghi, who is a black belt from Hicks and Gracie, and Tracy is um, he is the guy that I spend probably the most amount of time with on the mats these days because he leads the he's leading the the kids program at the gym that we're in and it's it's just such a, a, a I guess like an I don't know it's an honor for sure but it's just such a privilege just to have somebody with that knowledge base to to pass jujitsu on to these kids. And I just feel super lucky to be able to fucking learn from him. Three days a week is a technique class with him. But anyway, talking about Worlds, dude, he won an amazing match against one of the best in the world, came back, had a second match against another stud, ended up busting his head, had a huge cut in there as we just went over this whole situation, lost a close match still. It wasn't like the guy just ran away. This guy, and we'll get to this when he gets back. This is where I'm getting to. This guy that he competes against has a tough semifinal match. That's whenever I get there. I get there to see that semifinal match um, for that guy to go into the finals. Let me just fill you in on my travel day, why I got there late. Get to Phoenix. I have a layover in Phoenix. I'm supposed to have, like, I don't know, 55-minute layover. Nope. Flight gets delayed like three or four hours. Then they cancel it. Finally put me on a flight, I don't know, a couple hours later. that Later than the delayed flight. End up spending like seven hours in the in the airport. Such did a you, long did day. You, did you eat because you had to make weight? Um, I didn't eat because I'm... I'm cheap, and I didn't want to spend any money <laughs> at the airport. And plus, they didn't have any a, good food. You had to take a loan out. You didn't want some borrows or anything? I mean, no, I didn't. But Phoenix. I will tell you, it's funny because I texted to Justin. The Phoenix airport has the most. I've been there. They have the most beautiful women out of any airport I've ever. Oh, I've I was going to say times. the most beautiful food. But yeah, it's, listen, know, I good. changed the subject. But listen, the, I was just sitting there just watching just people watching us what I do. The food looked great, but just there's just so many just beautiful women around. Like, I mean, it would be different. Like, if I was if I were to have been delayed in like I don't know, like the Omaha airport. Been there. Not hating on Omaha. I love that fine city. I fought there before. It's a wonderful place. Something. I don't know. Yep, and we're back, man, guys. Technical I'm, difficulty here. Technical difficulties. I'm slacking. My batteries died, but we're we're back in this thing. We're rocking now. So Phoenix Airport. Beautiful yeah, women. Beautiful women. That's all I'm saying. This Better is than the tacos, apparently. Just a key point. I didn't eat because I'm cheap, but I could watch a lot of people. So, so here's my question. When you say, uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, now just beautiful because they're non Omaha women or because. They were the, you know, white long sleeve uh, shirt or blue long sleeve pencil skirted, uh, traveling for a day professional women or just. No, they, a lot of no. I would just say just. Um, I just appreciate all women. 
Um, I just think they're beautiful creatures. So they weren't all like business women. Like you, you tell people are traveling for vacation or who knows what they're traveling for, but which is my favorite thing to try to figure out. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, but too cheap to eat. Let's talk about the big old Duke I had to flush in that bathroom. <laughs> that, that was impressive. So I'm proud of my son Hickson because it was a man size. So. But so, you know, cheers to you, kid, but start flushing the toilet. <laughs> proud yeah. of you. Proud of you. But anyway. Anyway, so where I was getting at, anyway, I was just filling in time. So I was late. I got there. Anyway, the guy that you went against, he fought in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and my point that I want to get to is the – I've heard horror stories about IBJJF, and it was just a hell of an experience to be so there. did you miss the match? Did you see that final match i saw the final match and this is what's confusing me because to actually be there and witness it he was up two nothing he he got a takedown so we really need to see like um the entire match again i'd like to see it again to make sure there's something i did not miss yeah i would like to see it too in all respect to the ibjgf or anybody else because i really would like uh you to send me a ring or that secret money you promised me for beating uh coprinia Caprito, yeah. The secret money you promised me. Um, I'm willing to watch the tape again, but with, yeah. without seeing that, I don't know how um, Foster scored those points. And yeah. we might have all just collectively looked away at the time. Um, I'm, there's got to be something. I'm not yeah, sure what happened. Because my memory is, um, I don't know the guy's name, but he got the takedown. Yeah, I'm not sure. His name he had either. two nothing. We'll call him Pitbull. Let's another call him Bra- Pitbull. Another Brazilian Pitbull. Sure. Know, can't have too many. He had the takedown. Um, he had two points. Uh, he's in the other guy's guard. Uh-huh. And from my m- memory, that's the entirety of the match. Yes, I had controller guard, and then it ended. So where did but all of a sudden, two points appeared yeah. out of nowhere for the other guy, and then the ref gave it to the other guy. Yeah, so then it, it came down to a ref decision, two to two. I can't remember advantages, uh, and negative advantages, points, things like that. Yeah. But I remember the, the, the they it was stalling two or two, and then it came down to ref decision, and uh, you know Professor Foster um, with the win. Um, the other guy was a pit bull. Pitbull, as yeah, it was absolutely certain he'd won. As were we. As were we. And uh, you know, there's nothing. If you're gonna lose, you know, it's gonna be a very big grizzly. Why not lose to the guy that won the whole thing? But taking that um, that out of the whole thing, I I thought even just looking at the match, if it had to go down to a two-two ref decision, I thought he won. I did too. I don't. I didn't see. Um, with all respect, again to Foster and to the IBJJF, whatever it is I missed that scored him the two points had to be pretty amazing yeah um the only thing i you know when when uh, pitbull scored the two it was on the same throw he threw me with mm-hmm. and he just kind of edged it out at the end and just man that guy's he's got to be uh <laughs> a pitbull to train with <laughs> just because you know that's the only th- he's going with that throw that's his nine times out of ten that's, yeah, that's his jam. and that is his jam and jelly and he's pulling that thing and pulling that thing and reeling it in and, and kind of end up pulling him over. And that's how he got the two. Um, and just doing that repeatedly. And I, I don't know, even just with – I mean, okay, we're joking about pit bull, but he had a pit bull mentality yeah. the oh, entire yeah. time. He was um, a hard-nosed fighter. He, he very Man, he was. And it, I got to be honest, it was – I mean, man, do you want anything more than that? Than the, You want to fight those kind of people. Yeah. Um, and there's never any shame 
and anybody losing to somebody like that, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. Oh, yeah. By any stretch of imagination, but those are the kind of people you want to fight. And if you lose and you lay it out in the line of somebody like that, it's an, it's an honor. You know, you come back on your sword or hold, on your on your shield or holding it. And uh, he's, the, he's the kind of guy. And that's not making less of, of uh, a foster. I didn't fight him. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> so, in, in a, in, and more, even more so, let me give him another compliment. When you look at the podium, and I don't know if you've seen the podium, like the guys that, that, that placed first through, you know, third and tied at third, it's like murderer's row. Yeah. Like this is not a group of people you want to meet in a dark alley anywhere. You might not want to meet them in, in, in the mall, <laughs> to be quite <laughs> honest. You don't want to go to Panera or Starbucks. We were in a dangerous building that whole It was week. a very dangerous building. You don't want to go to Starbucks <laughs> and order the wrong uh, – pumpkin latte or anything and have them look at you funny because that's a tough group of guys yeah and i'm i peed myself a little just thinking about what the podium looked like just now mm -hmm. but I, again i'm not sure how he lost the match but he definitely in my opinion won but again there's something with all respect maybe that we missed it's possible, but you know what? There was another match that I know I didn't fucking miss, <laughs> and uh, we had a teammate yeah. who, and I know you were you were busy coaching, and yeah. you can get wrapped up in it. But we had a teammate. She was up eleven to whatever that she was up. She took uh, her opponent's back, got four points. It was it was clear as it's, day. It's it was, on video. It's on video. The right. ref threw up four. The table workers put the four points on there. She was up 15 to whatnot, and then all of a sudden those, those four points came off. Just right. disappeared. Which, again, I didn't realize because I was – Well, you're, you're coaching. I you're in I the should moment. Have, but, I, but I'll take fault. I should have realized uh, that and the entirety of the whole thing rather than getting caught up in just coaching. I should have seen everything. Yeah. And I sh but I remember looking up after she did that and looking down back to the match, and then the points had been removed by the time I looked looked back up to the scoreboard, so I never saw the points change. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I was more concerned with her opponent was coming back. Yeah. And her holding she position was. and being in more dominant positions and, and maybe mentally pulling her through Yeah, um, the match. And, and, and at the end of the day, those things, maybe we say that the competitor side of me says, well, you don't leave it to the ref, and you should never let her come back like that. But the reality of the situation is also you had more points. Right, yeah. You she don't remove she ultimately lost that, you know, 13 to 11. Yeah. And, and is that the ref's fault, though? Is that is that the table workers? Is that maybe something that the organization can do better to make sure that the table workers actually care? What I, so, I mean, table workers, let's be honest. They, I don't know. They probably got paid a, I'm just asking these questions a lower day's wage and some, and some pizza. Yeah, to, to work that table. So I mean, they're they not inv as invested. It's very clear they weren't invested. Um, what I, it, it, I've refed many times. I, I was, I've got a uh, a plaque from the IBJJF saying I'm certified. Um, and at the time it was a lifetime certification, which no longer exists. Oh, nice grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah, not grandfathered in. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot happening at one time. Mm -hmm. So I, ha I have a lot of sympathy <coughs> and empathy. For the rest, for the referee, but what I will say is, um, there needs to be some protocol, and I, I, I don't, I, I honestly still believe we should. There should be video, but not until maybe the semifinals and finals match. Right, and maybe the, even just for like brown and black belts. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and again, yeah, and absolutely for brown and blacks, as we talked about before. Maybe um, purples. Maybe I'm just biased <laughs> on that right. one. I, which I understand. <laughs> because you would literally spend all day at a tournament reviewing all these video, you know, recalls and going through the whole thing. And you just can't do that. No. It's not realistic. 
And and quite frankly, nobody cares unless you're a brown or a black belt. And really, unless you're a black belt. That's true. And, you know, as much as that stings, we've all had to deal with nobody cares until you're black belt. If that's the case, if we had to implement it only for black belts, I'd be okay with that because right. they earned it. Yeah. If anybody earned it, they right. earned it. And, and I'll say let's go browns and blacks and semifinals to finals and have a video review. And, and so we, we never – nobody would view the, the, the recording we had on the phone because you can't which I get because you'd be doing it for everybody and everybody's mm-hmm. got a case. But there was a mistake made. What's the answer for that? I don't know. Don't make the mistake in the first place. Yeah, that's um, the obvious answer. That's the obvious answer. Um, things happen in the heat of the battle, and I, I'd like to think it was the heat of the moment. But how the points went up and then got removed, was it a miscommunication between the referee and the table, or was it, you know, did somebody fall for the banana and pipe to fix was in? got the okie doke you didn't land on Plymouth Rock Plymouth Rock landed on you yeah I don't know but overall do the referees do a great job sure they do I mean you've seen you're seeing hundreds of matches a day but there's something occasionally that happens that makes you want to say hmm yeah you know, it makes you kind of wonder if there's more in play you know? all in all I think they, they run a, a great um, tournament I think everything is, is awesome as a whole but there's definitely just some things that aren't consistent, I would say. <coughs> you know, I, the membership has its privileges. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a uh, Brazilian-born art. Yeah, it's a Brazilian club. It's not a boys club. It's not a boys club. It's, <laughs> it's a, a Brazilian, Brazilian club. So, it, you know, I mean, if we had to create a hierarchy, um, it, you know, I think being Brazilian, then being Gracie Baja. That's a big one. And then maybe from there who your professor or lineage is from, mm-hmm. you know, are you a Gaijing? <laughs> you know, are you American or foreigner? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. All those things are real. Yeah. Hey, now, here, here's the crazy thing. Think about it. I don't know if you ever thought about this. Uh, had Hadrigo been there, would any of this been different? That's a good question. 100% all of it would have been different. You would have got those points. Yeah, I would have had those points because he would have started screaming in Portuguese and, and he's a little – I'm sure people know little, who he he's is, He's a little too. crazy. They do know who he is, and I love his craziness. But, uh, I mean, uh, real story. I remember being at the Arnold's. I can't remember if I was, I was a white belt. And they told us we were going to go white belts, adult males at, uh, you know, in 30 minutes, 1 o'clock. And then it literally was not till 1 in the morning. We waited in the hallway. We slept. And then we didn't get to go till at least 1. My bracket was still not up at 1 in the morning. And I would have gone later than that. But he walked over to the table, grabbed my bracket after screaming in Portuguese, and threw my bracket on top, literally. And then I got to go. Wow. And, and that was that. Um, I'm thankful for it, but membership 100% has its privileges. Yeah. And I've seen it over and over. So you, the name, um, as well as, you know, nationality, or whatever you want to call it, it definitely yeah. has, its, has its privileges in the sport. Well, it just um, is what it is. I mean, yeah. There's no two ways about it. It is what it is. Yeah, well, it is called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. This is true. Um, <laughs> if my that. last name were Gracie, maybe, you know, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu would maybe trump that. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, or my name was Carlinos or any version of Carlos, possibly. Take. I'm going to change my name to Trelinos. We can make it work. Right, I can do that. Just yeah. need to check my spelling on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, things happen. But, uh, again, um, Versus, I guess, the number of times they don't. or um, Yeah. But uh, as we, s- we started off this whole thing, we're talking about governing bodies. 
Yeah. There's always going to be, you know, something, some okie doke involved, some other angle. And, uh, you know, you, n- nobody complains when it falls their way, though, right? Right, right. So. Still a cool experience. I can't wait till next Worlds. Like, I'm just counting down. Like, oh, I got to wait a whole year. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, <coughs> the takeaways, you start thinking about, think about how much harder you're going to train. Oh, yeah. How much more focused you're going to be. Um, you have to ride that wave. Um, and, and those are, the, again, I go back to when I first started, remembering those trips when, when we traveled to the Arnold's and what it meant and when I got to see what the culture was really about or the grapplers quest times and uh, it really helps to shape you if you'll immerse yourself in that and provide more perspective and just the people and the relationships you build along the way and, and it, it's something you can't replace in life and sometimes you don't even appreciate it until you hear it from other people like we talked about over this weekend or since then and, and our postmortems and just you know, you start to kind of relive those things and think about, unless of course you have kids, then none of it matters because they don't—they don't really give a shit what you did or you were. They don't care. You're nobody. They, my kids that probably didn't know I was gone. Well, I'm, I'm certain that one of them didn't know I was gone. Absolutely. What? Yeah, you did what? You what happened? That's cool. Yeah. Eh, not even that. Not even that. <laughs> not even that. No. Cool. God, no. That kid could not care. Any any experience I've had in my life, he just eh, he'd shut it down because well. That's what makes we, him him. It is. Would you have chicken nuggets? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. We can talk. I love it. Yeah. But that's what's great about that's what's great about individuals. That's what's great about being a parent and perspectives in life. Yeah. You know, it always puts it back in perspective. But, you know, even seeing, you know, you're at one end of the spectrum with completely immersed in it and how great it was. And then we have, uh, you know, another student major. Yeah. Who... Um, at times can be uh, a little oblivious to all those other things around him in that culture, not oblivious to the great people he's met in his divisions yeah. and those individual relationships, but major could care less about uh, the superstars of the sport, mm-hmm. which was fine too, um, because it's about his individual experience and his, his, um, his paradigm. If right. You will. And, and, his battle to get there and and those are the things that are truly more important you know at the end of the day is his place in it his struggle his his wins his losses his it's not even those things don't matter as much as him getting better and that's what he cares about and seeing it through the joy for me is seeing it through both sets of eyes yeah but it's definitely two different sets of eyes lots of different i mean and then we have you know teammate maurice <laughs> <laughs> He is all. He knew who everybody was. Oh, man. He's snapping every pitcher. He could. He he's just. He's. He's a very. He's much more of a fan of of some of the people than yeah. you know what I mean. He's taking yeah. the seminars and. Yeah. Yeah. There. There's that. <laughs> just. Just a lot of. Just right. a lot but of different hey, ways to approach it right. all. You but know he, what I mean. But you know, man, if if you if you were to see it through his lenses, was there a better experience ever? No. Period. No. Not even negotiable. He had a better time than you had, than I had, or anybody else. Absolutely. He was just so stoked about all the people he's meeting. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just people. And it's, you know, it, what makes somebody important to me will not make them important to you. You know what I mean? It's just like. Sure. But for when you are immersed into a certain culture, into a certain world, you know, certain people do stand out. And the, all the people that were there, like, those are all the who's who's of our world. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of them, anyway. Yeah. So, so let me throw this at you. I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, me personally, I uh, 
when I when I think about when I think about your perspective, uh, we spoke about Major's perspective and maybe Maurice's perspective. And I think where do I need to fall in order to be the best version of myself to compete? Can, do you have the ability? I'm interviewing you now. You have the ability to shut that on and off that day or before the match, after the match, pick it up again later, or is it – I don't know if that even makes sense. Can you you pick it up the next day? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, because – so I, I really worked through that whole thing in high school with wrestling because it's almost like the same scenario for me because I didn't start wrestling until high school, mm -hmm. and then I became varsity as a junior – and, like, there's some guys who are, like, they had been wrestling for a long time, and they mm -hmm. kind of been in the scene, and, like, this is this guy, and this is this guy. And, like, to me, they're just all people. Right. And then, like, once you do start kind of learning who people are, then you kind of – you do begin to kind of, like, put them on a pedestal in a way. Or you it, – you, it's a possibility. Okay. You right, can right. do that. So I would go against certain guys. I'm just like, man, this guy's a stud. And, like, it would, like – it almost, like, it would – Make me more nervous than it should have been. So you took that and you, you had the ability now to back pocket that. Now, yeah. Now, it's just, it, so now it just doesn't matter. I, it almost, I, I take the same approach that I would at like in business. And I love the quote that I treat, I, I treat the CEO the exact same way that I do the janitor. Like I talk mm -hmm. to everybody the same. You're just a person. It doesn't matter to me. Absolutely. So I, I take that exact same approach to fighting or, or jujitsu rather. Um, and, and the CEOs that matter would prefer to have it that way. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, it's We're respectful. You just a, yeah, exactly. I yeah. treat everybody with the same amount of respect. We're all Cuz they treat the janitors the mm -hmm. same way they treat their fellow CEOs and their fellow VPs and their fellow directors. Exactly. And you have to. I mean, we're all just people. Yeah. So, Paradise. I mean, going into a competition with if somebody does have a name, like it kind of makes me more excited just to know that they're like I need to bring my A game. The so, moment. Yeah. Like that's what we were talking about. So that's what's Being really great, but I'm yeah. not worried about them. Right. And it don't it doesn't affect the way I perform. Yeah, I I, <coughs> I can see that. I, I can say that um again back to um I mean, can I have a quote? Am I can I can I can hey I man. am I am I I don't know that any you know, was Copernicus at the point where he could have a quote when he was Copernicus or did he have to die first to have a quote? I don't know how that works. Well, I think in today's society, you can just make your own quotes. We got, we got the hashtag it. We'll hashtag it. We got the okay. interweb. <laughs> interwebs. Yeah. So again, <laughs> um, no moment can be bigger than you because without you, there'd never be a moment. Absolutely. So again, that's it. That's your uh, quote. You know, looking at a, you know, a name like, like Caprito and knowing that I had to face him. Um, and I, by all means, uh, you know, man, I, I think Eddie Bravo is great, but I think the genius of Eddie Bravo was understanding his place in that entire paradigm and knowing that he was at the precipice of something yeah. and capitalizing on that situation. Uh, I know Eddie loosely, and I think that Eddie realized that he had an opportunity with his win over Hoyler. And, he, you know, capitalized on it. He was already committed to being a Nogi guy, but people, please realize, he earned a legitimate black belt from Jean-Jacques Machado. That's no joke. Which is absolutely no joke. And, uh, but, he, you know, and, and as a wrestler, he, he kind of, you know, had a, uh, you know, um, a history of being a, a, a Nogi grappler wrestling, mm -hmm. and he kind of wanted to go that way. Then he kind of built on the fact that he could be counterculture and go the Nogi way. And rename movements and positions um, because he's, you know, an individual and has that personality. 
and again capitalized it on it and i don't want to make any negative uh connotations about that i don't mean to imply those but took advantage of the opportunity and, and marketed it in such a way that it made him very successful uh so this sounds really bad when i bring up the name that i say this but I don't want to be like the, the, the one and done, <laughs> you know, and, and, and grow on that one thing you did in life. Oh, yeah. But you need to, I guess, you have to, within yourself, have those pivotal moments, you know. It, for me, though, it's one of several or many pivotal moments where you realize who you are and maybe people make a bigger deal out of it than, than, than I do or anybody else because I did what I was supposed to do. I did what my master taught me to do. I did what I thought I was capable of doing. Yeah. But that all being said, the moment, I couldn't allow it to be bigger than me because without me, that moment wouldn't exist. Right. Egos exist without me, period. Yeah. Dude's amazing. He didn't need me. Yeah. I, I, I need him more than he needs me in that regard. But it was just, it was an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and again, um, unless you're told that you can accomplish anything, um, unless you're true to yourself and true to the art and true to the things that c can potentially make you great, if you don't put in the hours at the gym, mm -hmm. if you don't take the mental reps, the physical reps, none of those things matter. And I felt like, I don't want to even say the stars aligned because that means that's a one-time thing or one-day thing. Right. Um, it's just a moment. It's not the moment. It's not, period. You know, we- You said we, it better than I could have. We it's do it, all, we, this is what we train for, this is what we do. And um, I think along the journey, we have a lot of moments and some are more memorable than others, but at the end of the day, it's just another great moment to hey, be had. Who said it best? Uh, Nick Diaz. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> hey. Nick Diaz said it best because he trained for that moment for his entire life and all the other moments. So he wasn't surprised when he did it. Another kids coach. And people make fun of kids coaches. Man, that's the best thing you can do is coach kids. You know, and more than anything, I've, I've felt like, uh, first of all, one of my children in my house, my three that are training to learn uh, the brand of jiu-jitsu I learned. I wanted them to learn it correctly. And I felt like, they weren't getting that originally, and I wanted them to have the benefit of what I had. And I still would take them. I still take them to my master to learn. I still go to my master's kids class so I can learn. Yep. You know, he thinks I'm there to help him out, but secret, Rodrigo, I'm there to learn also. All coaches need coaches. Yeah, and so I'm never going to give that up. I never want to give that up. But man, it's made. It was my opportunity to give back more mm -hmm. than anything for what's been given to me, and. Um, that's probably what it's meant most to me. And the byproduct of of giving back is I've been able to learn um in a more remedial level, which is which you which you can't beat. It's it's irreplaceable. And uh man, it, it was all basic jujitsu. That's what that match was comprised of. Jiu Jitsu theory, jiu jitsu conversations I've had basic things that I've seen happen over and over again, the conversations that I had uh, with my instructor or, or that I'm having with my students or, you know, when I'm competing, I just have little talks with myself about, you know, reminders. Because I think if you, I think, <clears throat> and everybody approaches things different ways. Um, it's n nothing, no way better than the next, but what I would encourage people to do, and I'll gladly take anybody else's ideas too, because maybe it can, I can build up on those for myself. But talk to yourself while you're out there. Like, be ever present about where you're at and what needs to happen next and what needs to be accomplished. And I truly believe a lot of people don't do that. And if you don't do that, you're not doing yourself justice. Like, you know, and you, you need to pass the guard. Where am I at now? I need to pass the guard. What do I need to do in order to pass the guard? Like, my foot needs to be here. 
I need to control the sleeve here. But in order to stop me, they have to control my sleeve here and do this. My head needs to be underneath the chin to flatten them out, put them in better, in the worse position so I can be in a better position. If you're not having those conversations, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking faster because I'm having that conversation at a higher rate in my head. Yeah. Um, what are you doing then? Yeah. You just said something that just made me think of a quote from uh, – from uh, the one and only John Jacques Machado, yeah. who we saw there, who we saw, who, we saw. who you know, who yeah. you, yeah, like he says, uh, you don't do jujitsu, you feel jujitsu, and the more you learn, the less you use. But in order to use less, you have to learn more. How confusing is that? It's super confusing, but, but how it, truthful it is makes that? complete sense so, to me. So holy cow! And it just you were yeah. just it was almost yeah. essentially what you were just kind of talking about. I'm, I'm, you know, here's the thing: is I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how good I am at jujitsu. But I know how good, I, how well I feel jujitsu, and I know how good it makes me feel. Yeah. And there's some things, man. Okay, so here's what's scary. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty decent at it. But again, when I look at my my oldest son Hickson, like that, it's a little scary. So where is he going? To where be? is he gonna be versus where I am now? Yeah. So I could smash him at wrestling at our at the age he is now and the age I was at his age. Because I had so many more years of experience, I'd smash him, and I may smash him at jujitsu because I'd be I'd be meaner than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd just be more cutthroat, maybe more competitive. But and this is a big but. But but b u u u u t dot dot dot. He um may have more imagination and may have a better feel eventually in some ways because he's already creating things. I didn't start jiu-jitsu until I was 30. And being kind of born of it more so, and then, you know, DNA and such things, um, it may not even be close. He may, have a, he, may f- he may feel it more and be able to do more artistically with it. Yeah. And sometimes when I explain to people, sometimes when I have the jiu-jitsu conversation with people, I feel bad for them. Because they have to have a textbook understanding of what jiu-jitsu is. Yeah. And when I don't know what to do sometimes, I just let my body tell me what to do. Yeah. And when I need to have a discussion, um, I'll flip the page and go to, uh, well, I'm supposed to elevate the feet here, lock my arm out, fight with my skeletal system, which is some of the greatest advice I've ever read or been given is fight with your skeletal system. And it makes a huge difference if you can figure out how to put that in. We won't go into that. <clears throat> Other than that, I feel it. I just feel jujitsu, yeah. which is a beautiful thing to be able to feel it and just kind of have an understanding where you need to go. And there's people who understand it a lot more than I do. So let's be clear. Um, on the scale of that, there's people way above me, beyond me. But it feels good to be a natural grappler and just to kind of have a understanding or feeling of where you have to go and what you need to do. Man, it's a beautiful thing that you can't replace. Yeah. Can't replace that. Either you do or you don't, yeah. period. But that's that's life, though, right? Either it's you life. do or you don't. Either you know how to go talk to that girl or you don't. Or don't or, you know. Hey, it all comes back to life, like we said. Right. Full circle. Um, but so yeah, so that that quote by Jean Jacques is 100% that you can you can go as textbook as you want to, or you need to, or you can try to. But you know, the X factor is either you do or you don't. Yeah. And then in those times where you know you play those head games with yourself. Because you can, you go, man, this person trains with this guy, or they do this, or nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but either you are or you aren't. Yeah. 
And then for me, a lot of times it comes right back to that and just go, okay, but everybody's tough, but are you trained? And then, are, and then if you're trained, there's that other thing. Yeah. If you have that other thing, you don't have that other thing. So, you know, maybe one of the most gratifying things, though, is to know, <coughs> excuse me, is that, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, I have a regular life. Which most people don't assume. You know that about me because you know me. Yeah. Have job, uh, have kids, have teach classes, jujitsu classes, coach football, coach wrestling when it's wrestling time, uh, season. Um, man, you get pulled a lot of different ways, and and um, again, just not a moment, not not the moment, but a moment. But to 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 have that win over somebody who you know that is still a regular person, it's got ups and downs and trials and tribulations, but that trains full time. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, that's a big difference. It, it makes a difference. But yeah. there you go, too. Again, we're all human. We're all human. So maybe maybe, maybe there's an argument that to have that maybe the win's not completely mine. You know, the other side of it is to go, well, hey, maybe he didn't take me seriously. Maybe. Maybe he goes, well, it's just the other guy, and uh, I am who I am. And, you know, in the gym on any given day, we've all been, man, by a blue belt or white belt. You know, you get put in a position, and then you're mentally trying to kind of catch up, and you go, "Man, I got to dig myself out of this hole." That you never admit it outwardly, yeah. yeah. But you know, inwardly, you're like, "Man, this little yeah, mf'er, like I gotta uh, dig myself out of this and do the right things." And 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 then you're like, "Ooh, man, gotta get out of that <laughs> Just one." Just got out of that one, but uh, yeah. but you know, we're all grown ass men, and when you know, black belt is a black belt is a black belt, and grown ass man is a grown ass man. Yeah. Uh, so by the time maybe you figure that out. Sometimes maybe it's too late, you know. Maybe that's the reality of it. Then again, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Man, well, let's uh, we just covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. We'll have to. Scotch is good too. Yeah. Man, this is stuff is delicious. And then that uh, that pill is that Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Yeah. Pellegrino. Makes a little Pellegrino. That's in like there. the perfect way to mix it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Um, we'll ha- we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah. Oh sure. man, this is such a just a great conversation. Um, how can folks get a hold of you? If uh, do you want folks getting a hold of you on social? You yeah. tell me. If you don't, uh, <laughs> that's fine. But if you, you do, know, how can folks get a hold of you? You know, it's fu.com. Tracy Taylor. Just kidding. Um, you can go to I don't know, Instagram. It's probably the easiest. I tend to say Facebook for the people closest to me. All you know, two thousand of them. Um, so I'd say Instagram. Um, the El Cabron. Uh, T-H-E-L-C-A-B-R-O-N. Uh, Twitter is exactly the same. Um, but if you just look up Tracy Taylor, no E, no I with a heart above it, T-R-E-C-Y Taylor on Instagram, uh, I'm pretty simple to find for the most part. So, you know, so let's talk about that, for instance. I used to have a website because I used to have a clothing line, right? Yeah. Uh, Blonde Force Trauma. You mean you mean? Nah, that? Don't, oh. don't, don't, don't need to plug it. Okay. Because uh, I'll, I'll put it, I'm putting everything in the show notes. Like, I'll have links in the show notes. No need so. to plug that. But, okay. man, you're talking about, again, um, a true celebrity versus a local celebrity, stuff like that. Done some uh, Bud Light commercials, uh, some print media modeling, some 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 things. Um Movie American Street Ballers. We didn't even get into your history. That's why we got to talk yeah, more. Yeah. And we're like, I'm gonna like seriously interview. And we're gonna like, we're gonna like figure out where you come from and what you've done, and we can share that with people because it's, you okay. have such an interesting story. So let me tell you. So this is the biggest thing to know is, 
again, like we talked about parents telling you can be anything. But I remember sitting on my grandfather's lap as I was a kid, my mother's father, and and doing what all kids probably do and saying, tell me a story about when you were young. Mm-hmm. I think every kid does, does that, right? Yeah. And I remember him starting to tell me these stories about, like, he told me when he was about, when he was in the Marine Corps, then one story's about when he was in the Navy. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, are you 80,000 years old? You know? <laughs> like, you've done all this right. stuff? And my oldest, Jada, says I'm a vampire. And it's like, you've done everything. You've lived all these different lives. And when she says that, I kind of smile and go, that I'm doing this man justice. Because I realized then that he, like, after the Marines, he got out. Then he joined the Air Force. And then he got out. Of, I'm sorry, the Navy. Then he got out of that, and then, I, forgive me, but I can't remember the organization he joined then, but it was like they built stuff, like roads and bridges, and, uh, like, just another organization to belong to that was giving back. Yeah. And almost like being in the military again. And I was like, man, when I hear this guy talk uh, and all the stories he had, and then having my ba- my parents are both the oldest of five, you know, both born in Oklahoma, both didn't have much other than amazing families and strong families, strong black families to help get them through and become the great things they became in life. Like you only get one shot at this. And again, living your best life. And that was the biggest thing I got from all of that was again, no return slip. You going do this once. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, all you have are the stories to tell and the memories. And then maybe if you do it right, the the playground legend stories that somebody will tell about you one day legacy 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 man, that's Lit- what it's about Hinzo's legacy another amazing person to hang out with man th- th- that that's literally it and if you do it right you have that more than anything those stories to tell and then you'll forget them and then and because you'll be too old or you have head trauma as in my case <laughs> and you hope you'll have people around you that can that can tell those stories, and that's when you truly make an impact, which was the tagline for Blunt Force Trauma, make an impact. Um, that's when you know you're living the best version of your life, and that's what's really honestly more important to me is to enjoy every single moment and build on that every single day, and you only have one chance to do it, and, like, that's the most incredible thing, if nothing else. So why am I going to get phased? Why are you going to get phased by any of those things in front of you? Just yeah. live it right now for the moment plan for tomorrow and uh you know get those acorns right yeah get the acorns get the acorns there you have it folks there it is that's the perfect note to end on right acorns all right folks we'll uh we'll see you next time peace out all right we did it hey thank you so much i appreciate it always sorry about the battery issue slacking i'm doing my best but uh we will improve it and um, i wish i could confidently say it won't ever happen again but uh yeah you'll see sorry though um hey real quick um for all your cb need cbd needs folks go check out jumbo superfoods we had kyle brown on the last podcast episode six and um man their products are just amazing um the best so uh, i have a link in my uh in the show notes use that go purchase some cbd and last but not least the song for this week i actually discovered this artist while watching netflix i was watching uh the show ozark on netflix and she was playing and iphone and i don't know about androids but iphone has this wonderful thing uh with 
the Shazam app just basically built in right into Siri. You'd be like, hey, Siri, who sings this song or what song is this? And it tells you. And it happened to be a song by uh, Queen Irby. I've never heard of this chick before, but um, I'm digging her sound. So uh, ideally, I would like to share songs from like local artists, whether, I mean, whether you're local to me or not, but um, just just more independent uh, less mainstream artists I'd like to share your guys music so send that to me again at adam at imposedwill.com but she's she's dope so I want to share her stuff too because this song just really uh, struck a chord with me so uh, again this song is called live in the dream by uh, Queen Irby so check it out unless you're on YouTube I'm not gonna put it the song on there because I don't want this pulled off just in case. Woke up with views of the city. Top of the hill, shit is crazy. Thinking about hard times and made me. And somehow I became the boss. I pick up my tech and go. I buy the roof to roll. I swipe my black card at the Balenciaga store. I don't make dinner anymore. That's what the chef here for. I didn't always have it, but I still kind of miss just running in the mom's car. Knowing we were rock stars, didn't have the cash for. Guess we had to hit the corn star, making big plans. Ten bucks in my hand and working through. Working all those hours at the valley Never let prosperity change me I work like I can lose it all I pick up my check and go I buy the roof, the road I swipe my black card at the Balenciaga store I don't make dinner anymore That's what the chef here for Hey! 